judgment free zone where you can let your guard down and truly be yourself. Here we talk about mental health, recovery stories, healing, mental health in the workplace, self improvement, and so much more. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the MindSafe podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me. I have Maz. Maz is joining us all the way from the UK. And uh, Maz and I also met on LinkedIn during the pandemic. And her posts were a source of inspiration to me as well as the whole community. So, Maz, hello. How are you feeling today? Hi, Rashta. How are you? Well, feeling fantastic. What about yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you. So, um, Maz, please, could you introduce yourself to the audience, please? Well, I'm Maz Ifsal. I am a public speaking and communication skills expert. But before all of that, I'm actually, I'm a daughter, I am a sister, I am a wife, and I am a mother to two children. I uh, studied at the London School of Economics. Um, I became a stockbroker very early on in my career, earning a six-figure salary. Fast forward from when I was a stockbroker to becoming a wife and a mother, I'm the founder of Make a Point. You know, Make a Point was born through a healthy blend of passion, frustration, and curiosity ignited by a genuine desire to make a difference. The difference revolves around connecting, not just simply presenting. You know, making a difference is what drives us today. A difference to how organizations inspire, influence, and engage people through the way they present their ideas. And a difference to the way presentation skills are taught and a difference to the way in which professionals think about and develop their public speaking skills. I have a philosophy, Rush, there that I follow in a nutshell, that connecting is everything. Oh, thank you so much for this beautiful introduction, for um, kind of like explaining the ways that women are contributing to the community in their various roles as sisters, daughters, wives, professionals, and it's just fabulous how what human being can take various roles. So um, Maz and I kind of like connected during the pandemic, and both of us know that the global pandemic impacted hugely and differently our lives. And it's been a one year and a half right now, Maz. Um, so please, from your experience, what would you say to the people who are finding it difficult to cope? Because we all know that we have different coping skills and not everyone is finding it easy to cope with everything that is happening. Okay. I mean, me and you both know this because, you know, we've connected on LinkedIn and we, we spoke about this subject several times. I would say that social connectedness matters. You know, relationships affect our health and opportunities to thrive in society. Loneliness and social isolation makes us sick. You know, we must thus practice physical distancing, Rashta, but not social distancing. 
because we must remain connected. You know, um, it was actually recently acknowledged by the World Health Organization as well. Technology is helping. You know, in the past weeks, we've heard about people sharing mealtime over video calls or joining online group activities such as dance classes. You know, despite the toll of this pandemic, it's given us a chance to realize the power of social social connection. It's providing a window into how loneliness and social isolation are. It's forcing us to talk about it. And, you know, this will create more awareness towards even lonelier older people and to each other and show that we can take a more active role in combating loneliness. You know, the novel coronavirus is also allowing us to explore the role of technology in helping maintain social clo- uh, social closeness regardless of age. We'll become more critical about our digital skills and practices and we'll have a renewed insight into the limitations of technology and into the digital exclusion. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is beautifully explained from you, uh, Miles. And uh, as you have said it, loneliness is such, um, I mean, as human beings, we are kind of like, we cannot thrive on our own. That's a fact. And I think we have kind of like neglected this part, Miles, during the pre-pandemic, we were so busy in this, so what we call chasing our careers, chasing the things, chasing the next home, chasing the next car that we will own. But we forget about taking care of the most important aspect. And once the pandemic hit, we, are, we had all, as you, you said, social connectedness is what we make us as human beings thrive in this life. So another question that I have for you as a leader, of course, what, according to you and to your expertise and experience and from what you have noticed and lived, what can be done to create more opportunities as a leader? Okay, I mean, given the turbulence in the global economy and the vocal discontent expressed recently in countries where employment opportunities are quite scarce, you know, Type the word leadership into an internet search engine rush, then you'll be faced with 400 and I think it's 69 million results on what it means to be a leader. What defines a leader? Famous leaders throughout time, in addition to thousands of quotes, tips and comments on leadership skills and why it's so important to, you know, possess them, you know, have them. Yet there is little to explain leadership to young people and why it's so important for schools and organizations such as ourselves to develop leadership skills in young people. For me, it's all about serving the youth, you know, through the process of sharing my experience and knowledge. This allows to spark a conversation where the youth have an opportunity to reflect and peer into a mirror of seeing a view of their future by me providing a perspective through the conversation and sharing process. And through this process, I'd like to think that I'm inspiring, I'm motivating, and I'm also enthusing them to not only become creative, but also awaken them to the opportunities that are potentially sitting under their noses and current blind spots for them. Mm, That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, let's face it, the future belongs to the youth. And what a noble mission that you have to just, you know, as I said, awaken that 
energy in them, that creativity, connecting them to their to finding clarity and their mission in life, so they can also thrive and prepare, kind of like or line the foundation, so they could have a better future, better opportunities. And、uh, you also shared in the past.、Uh, I think you also participated in the kind of like an initiative. That is dedicated for youth in the UAE, or you deliver the virtual speaking, right? If I'm not mistaken, I'm not wrong. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. So, Mas, please, could you tell us more about your business? Yeah, I mean, due to the pandemic, you know, we've stopped doing face-to-face -face workshops, but we do run an online communication boot camp. And it's a three-hour boot camp, which is run in a one-to-one -one or in a group of five, and it extends far beyond informing and engaging. It's about standing out in a world, Rashida, that's right now filled with so much noise. You know, one of the most common challenges we help people overcome is the fear of public speaking. Many clients tell us that they're absolutely fine speaking on a one-to-one -one basis, but put them in front of a group of people, and everything changes. And whether our clients have the fear of speaking. Or find the experience uncomfortable. We help them. You know, the boot camp gives you the tools to manage your nerves and anxiety, speaking with confidence and clarity, knowing how to craft and deliver a presentation with ease. And we use very effective and powerful techniques that help the most nervous speakers conquer their fear. And we'll discover how to get your message across and influence others with presentations that actually do make you know.、Um, You know, just powerful techniques. We, you know, that even the most nervous speakers can conquer. The boot camp is meticulously crafted to help our clients connect and engage with their listeners, not just intellectually but also emotionally. Public speaking and the ability to present with impact is the most important skill in the world today. Every presentation, Rashda, is an opportunity to tell your story and to inspire and lead change. And with our approach, our clients learn exactly how to consider, craft, and deliver persuasive presentations that change lives.、Mm -hmm. Yes, Mazir, you are clearly on—you know—you found your calling, and you are on a mission in life, and you are just—you know—making a positive impact on people's lives, whether with your business or whether with these multiple and various initiatives, and with serving your community and. And beyond, because your business is, of course, for everyone,、uh, no matter where they are in this world, located or situated, they could, of course,、uh, contact Mass and benefit from the services. Because the pandemic has proved that、uh, everything can be done、uh, virtually from business, from learning, especially the e-learning.、Uh, I think so. If this is、uh, a beautiful opportunity for everyone who wants、uh, to join、uh, Mass. And just overcome, or let's say, conquer their fear of public speaking and reduce anxiety and benefit. So, Maz, what is your message today for the world leaders? What's my message?、Um, I think leaders need to lead, rule with empathy. Many people think leadership is about rank, power. Privilege, but actually, the ability to recognize and share other people's feelings should be the most important instrument in world leaders' toolbox. 
you know, a great example is Jacinda Ardern. You may think, what is it that makes Ardern such an exceptional leader? You know, it's been a subject of discussion for many during the COVID-19 pandemic, which has seen governments, including the UK, struggle to settle on a decisive strategy to tackle the crisis. And maybe it's because throughout the outbreak, she has acted swiftly while effectively communicating the thinking behind those actions to New Zealand's 5 million citizens. Maybe it's because she's taken a 20% wage cut, a gesture of solidarity with those who have lost their jobs or been forced to accept a reduced salary as a result of the turmoil caused by the lockdown. Or maybe it's because Arden has given us a glimpse of a different kind of leadership, one that puts kindness at the top of the agenda. You know, as the world continues to face uncertainty of the pandemic, perhaps there is something we can all learn from from her. After all, empathy, delicately balanced with strong leadership is what the world needs right now. Raw vulnerability, you know, authenticity and simple kindness separates Jacinda from dusty history books filled with stories of former politicians and attract a loyal following. As Jacinda in her own words says, you can be both empathetic and strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she um, really set the bar high as with everything that she achieved with yeah. this new kind of like role and um, giving us, as you said, a glimpse of what true leadership means. And I can fully agree with her because we are so afraid and we have been programmed to kind of like see leadership as something related only with toughness, with the process of taking decisions and accurate decisions and caring for, you know, the collective, of course, uh, kind of like various missions and, and so on. But I think as you have beautifully said it, leadership goes beyond that. And we have kind of like these glimpses of what true leadership, where we can lead with empathy, throughout love and kindness and compassion. And still, of course, there is the element of strength and accuracy in decision, in taking decision. Of course, there are always present because without them, I think that would be kind of like lack of balance. So, Maz, what are the three books that change your life? Um, well, books shape who we become, Rashda. A book is like a friend. The right book can re-educate us and inform, and inform our lives for the better. You know, a book can be a mentor when we have none or entertain us when we have no one. There are few books that have stood the test of time and are so good. And I, re- and I do reread them once a year when I'm feeling off track. And I find new revelations of meaning. You know, I skim through their pages and read highlighted paragraphs and sentences that actually resonated with me during the first pass. Three books. Um, the Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. I couldn't put this book down. As soon as I read the first sentence, he'd probably been watching for a while. I thought, okay, I'm fascinated with human behavior. Even though this book explores the dark side of human dysfunction, it teaches you how to listen to your intuition after culture, trauma, family, and training. It teaches us, especially women, to override it constantly. It's a page turner. The book teaches you to relearn trusting your gut, your intuition, a mechanism that we're all 
born with. Um, the other book is A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. Reading A New Earth gave me something that all of the years of meditation didn't. It taught me that I'm not my ego rashta. I'm not my thought. I'm the awareness behind my thoughts. And, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle gives a lesson on acceptance, letting go and enjoying right now. Why? Because this is all we have. Once you get out of the mind and let go of anxiety, worry and fear, you can live in the present. Many of us try to control parts of our lives that are actually outside of us, thus outside of our control. You know, we do this to mitigate fear and anxiety, but only when we realize we can't control anything except for our moods and how we respond to events. Our reactions can, you know, in life be easier to manage. You know, leave expectations behind and enjoy the now. It all, it's all there is. And the final book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, a classic. You know, if you've not read this book, I highly recommend to read Think and Grow Rich. The book's main focus is on increased income and wealth and the psychological power of thought on, you know, to money and success. You know, Napoleon Hill is, is responsible for my favorite quote of all time. He says, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, we can achieve. You know, the book's main idea is you are the master of your destiny. An intangible impulse of thoughts can be transmuted into its physical counterpart. The starting point of all achievement is desire. A burning desire to be and to do is the starting point from which the dreamer must take off. Dreams are not born of indifference, laziness, or lack of ambition, Rashida. And I would recommend to read the chapter on persistence every day, you know, for 30 days at least, and see how your life changes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing this with the audience because this is um, such a huge value because, as you have said it, and beautifully, a book can change literally your life and gives it a new meaning. And there are those kind of books where, as you've beautifully said it, there is a certain charm, a certain attractiveness and once you start it you cannot let go of that book and thank you the three books that you have mentioned are classic and i also encourage the audience and everyone who's listening to take a look at it and see how their lives could be changed so as as we are coming into uh, the end of this episode or um kind of like after this wonderful conversation what would you tell to your younger self well I've had many twists and turns in life um, and I believe that I've come to a good place and I hope to keep going because I'm enjoying the journey more than ever and I know I, I will not be where I am now without all the varied experiences I've had even so I often find myself wishing I could tell my younger self some things about how life really works about what's real and true, and thereby dissolve some of the harmful preconceptions and assumptions I had way back then. You know, that is a frustrating impossibility, but it's worth thinking about. So I would say to the younger Maz, 
believe in your abilities, it would be impossible to achieve success or even small wins for that matter if you do not have faith in yourself in the first place. You eat the same food as Steve Jobs did, like Bill Gates did. You know, you sleep for eight hours. Whatever the highly successful people can do, you can too. But you have to believe the first before you can start your journey towards success. Believe in your abilities. Thank you so much for this brilliant advice because, Maz, I would like to kind of like always remind myself and everyone I encounter with or interact with is that what would happen if we live a life without believing in ourselves? I would like to ask myself to whom I would give this role, this job of believing in me. If I would give it to a friend, to family, Maybe they would be busy sometimes, preoccupied. Maybe they would not be here all the time with me. With whom or to whom I would give this role. This is the most important role in our lives. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, sharing your life experiences, the learnings and everything, the books and the advice I truly and thoroughly enjoyed this episode and listening to you. Now, um, Maz, if, of course, I will list the whole social uh, media accounts of Maz, if anyone would like to kind of like connect with you or connect with her. Um, but also, um, Maz, what we are coming to an end of this episode and I wanted to thank you. And the word is now to you. If you would like to add anything, any advice, any anything that you would like to share with us. Um, just obviously, thank you today for having me. And for our listeners out there, if they do want to connect with me, then please do so. I do use a LinkedIn platform. I'm Mazif Sell. I also have a website, which is www.makeapoint.co.uk. And if you do have any fears around communication, then yes, please don't hesitate to approach me. Thank you so much. And I will list, of course, the website and the LinkedIn account in the, uh, the episode, this episode notes. And of course, you can just click the link and will directly take you to either Maz's account on LinkedIn or her website. Thank you for the audience. And uh, please take care of your body, mind and soul. And we will meet in a new episode with a new guest. If you like this episode and you found it useful or helpful in any way, and you would like to support the Mindset Podcast, please go to the Apple Podcast where you can leave us a review so we can continue our work and remember to take care of your body, mind and soul. If you would like to be um, featured on the Mindset Podcast, please reach out, email me at 